Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the War Room. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. We're going to take a trip today down the rabbit hole. We're going to be talking about a sea change that has gone on underneath the surface. A tectonic shift that has taken place right under everyone's noses and has to do with likely the most impactful piece of technology in my lifetime, that is AI. We're going to get into what has happened at OpenAI, which is the organization that created ChatGPT. Because a lot of stuff's happened. We haven't covered it much on this show at all, I think. Uh, Maybe we mentioned it a little bit. But looking into it, now that the storm has passed, Because if you have seen anything about it, you likely know the outline of the story that Sam Altman was the CEO of OpenAI, was ousted only to return after there was essentially a counter coup. So the board that ousted him themselves were ousted and were replaced with some, well, very interesting characters with some very disturbing connections in the realms of the globalists. And obviously AI, as everybody who's in the know recognizes, is the major technological revolution of our time. More than the internet, more than the iPhone, more than any of those things, AI is poised to be the greatest threat humanity's ever faced as well as the greatest tool it's ever had is at its disposal. It's almost like the ring of power. I mean, it's almost legendary in its impact for the course of humanity. And this is not a story of corporate connivances or contrivances. It has that element. But when you really look at this for what it is, This is the story of the machinations and the going-ons behind the scenes of a very small group of people who are plotting, for better or worse, the path that all of humanity will take into the future. And again, everybody who pays attention to this recognizes it, and they recognize, first and foremost, that much like the nuclear bomb, whoever has it first wins, more or less. The problem is that to implement something like this, you have to be sure of it. You have to be sure that what you're doing is not about to unlock Terminator 2, right? It's not about to bring about the apocalypse. Actually, very similar to the creation of the nuclear bomb, when at the time they didn't know, and certain calculations showed that setting off a bomb of sufficient power would ignite the atmosphere and destroy the entire world. That's sort of where we're at. We're at that moment as they're counting down, 
either in the desert of Nevada or Bikini Atoll. They're counting down and about to press the button, and they don't know for sure whether or not they're about to create a weapon of immense power that will grant to them total authority over the world or whether they're about to unleash the monster that consumes the world. And so what's going on in the back rooms and in the boardrooms of OpenAI and these other big tech companies is really sort of the most important thing happening right now beyond everything else. And it's happening quietly. It's happening behind the scenes. It's being reported here or there in tech magazines or financial newspapers. But we'll connect some dots here. We'll show you the players. Let's just say it's not looking good for Team Humanity. Let's just say all of the worst people may have just claimed ownership of this singularly dangerous weapon. Go to hell, New World Order. What kept you? We are running some old friends. Is she all right? Seems okay if we can get to it. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Harrison, visit Infowars.com forward slash show now. I hope that old man got that tractor beam out of commissioner. This is going to be a real short trip. Okay, hit. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, Infowars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit Infowars.com forward slash show today. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we take on the literal Death Star. That is AI and its immense power to affect the course of all of humanity's history. And how as we speak, the dark forces of globalism are working feverishly behind the scenes to secure control of this singular weapon system in order to wield it against all of humanity. To illustrate this, we'll start just a little review of where AI is right now. AI, obviously meaning artificial intelligence, is already being employed without our knowledge and may very well be the source behind some of the news that you consume. From Futurism.com, Sports Illustrated published articles written by fake AI-generated writers. They say there was nothing new in Drew Ortiz's author biography at Sports Illustrated to suggest that he was anything other than human. Says, quote, Drew has spent much of his life outdoors and is excited to guide you through his never-ending list of the best products to keep you from falling to the perils of nature. Nowadays, there's rarely a weekend that goes by where Drew isn't out camping, hiking, or just back on his parents' farm. Which is a weird thing to say when he doesn't exist and is, in fact, a robot of incorporeal form. The only problem, they say, outside of Sports Illustrated, Drew Ortiz, uh, Drew Ortiz doesn't seem to exist. He has no social media presence and no publishing history. And even more strangely, his profile photo on Sports Illustrated is for sale on a website that sells AI-generated headshots, where he's described as a neutral white young adult male with short brown hair and blue eyes. 
frankly, I'd be a better author profile. I don't care how you spend your weekend. I want to know if you're a neutral young white male with blue eyes. Ortiz isn't the only AI-generated author published by Sports Illustrated, according to a person involved with the creation of the content, who asked to be kept anonymous to protect them from professional repercussions. Quote, there's a lot, they told us, of the fake authors. I was like, what are they? This is ridiculous. This person does not exist. A couple things to note here. First of all, well, let me just continue because Sports Illustrated had an interesting response to this. A second source said, quote, the content is absolutely AI generated, no matter how much they say that it's not. After we reached out with questions to the magazine's publisher, the Arena Group, the AI generated generated authors disappeared from Sports Illustrated's site without explanation. So they found this author on Sports Illustrated that was publishing articles, didn't have any social media, didn't have any other publications anywhere found out he was a fake AI non-entity using an AI-generated profile picture, asked the magazine about this. The magazine didn't respond, but just wiped the internet of all evidence of Drew Ortiz's existence or lack thereof. Kind of disturbing. A little bit illustrative of how not only are AI, is AI-generated content already being deployed in mainstream media outlets, but that they're hiding this, covering it up, and actually covering their tracks if it gets found out. Very disturbing. Another aspect of this is that as this gets employed more and more, we're going to get this feedback loop where AI-generated content is being fed into AI content generators, and it'll be this, again, feedback loop of AI referencing AI-generated content referencing AI-generated content without a person involved at all. Disturbing, but that's where we are at this point. So this isn't something that's coming. This isn't something that we're warning about, saying we better think about this now before it gets – it might already be too late. It's already being employed to a large degree, secretly, and in a way that belies the guilt of the people using it. If you think it's fine to use AI-generated content and someone says, hey, is that AI-generated? You say, yeah, isn't that cool? It's AI-generated. That that guy doesn't exist. Isn't that neat how we're employing this technology? Instead, they say, is that AI-generated? And they scrub it all and go, we don't know what you're talking about. We've never even heard of that guy. What? AI-generated content? We would never. Right? They get exactly how people feel about this, and yet they're doing it anyway and concealing that fact. Which brings us to a very interesting article when you have a full-spectrum knowledge base of what's happening with AI right now. From Wired.com, published in October, AI chatbots are learning to spout authoritarian propaganda. Well, my God. Well, my God. This can't happen. When OpenAI, Meta, Google, and Anthropic made their chatbots available around the world last year, Millions of people initially used them to evade government censorship. For the 70% of the world's internet users who live in places where the state has blocked major social media platforms, independent news sites, or content about human rights and the LGBT community, the most important community, these bots provided access to unfiltered information that can shape a person's view of their identity, community, and government. This has not been lost on the world's authoritarian regimes, which are rapidly figuring out how to use chatbots as a new frontier 
for online censorship. Again, this article makes perfect sense if you live in a delusion that sees America as a beacon of freedom and everybody else as some sort of authoritarian nightmare. The reality is that America is engaged just as much, if not more, than a lot of other countries, most other countries, almost any other country, except for fully literal authoritarian places like China. But I'd even, you know, I'd put our record up against Russia in terms of how much influence our government has over control, censorship, and the flow of information on things like social media. We've seen over the last year and a half a steady outpouring of revelations about the scale, level, and purpose of the influence that the American government has had on social media. And yet here they are warning us about China and Russia doing something similar. But it does sound a lot like the outbreak of social media, right? It starts, it's uncontrolled, people are using it in authoritarian countries to evade censorship, and it's bringing truth and and reality and a sense of freedom to people who have been deprived of it until the governments realize how effective it can be in opposition to them, and then they start worming their way in. Then they start sending their little notices to the company. Then they start sending their agents to become employed by those companies. Then they start pulling strings behind the scenes to circumvent our constitutional rights of free speech by employing the corporations to do their dirty work for them. So they say the most sophisticated response to the threat of AI to date is China, where governments are pioneering the source of chatbots to bolster longstanding information controls. In February 2023, regulators banned Chinese conglomerates Tencent and Ant Group from integrating ChatGPT into their services. The government then published rules in July mandating that generative AI tools abide by the same broad censorship and binding social media services – or binding social media services, including a requirement to promote, quote, core socialist values. The primary difference between what China's doing and what we're doing is that they're honest about it, whereas our government is doing exactly the same thing, but instead of saying core socialist values, they, they say things like to promote diversity and equity and to defeat misinformation and disinformation from conspiracy theorists. But it's the same. But it's the same thing that they're doing. They say at the same time, authoritarians are pushing local companies to produce their own chatbots and seeking to embed information controls within them by design. China's July 2023 rules require generative AI products like the ErnieBot to ensure that the CC, uh, ensure what the CCP defines as truth, accuracy, objectivity, and diversity. Gee, who are we talking about here again? China? Is this China or is this America? Hard to say the difference at this point. And maybe you're already aware of this, but we'll get into exactly what the American government is doing in terms of AI right now. And then we'll get into how OpenAI plays into all of this in the recent coup that took Normally, Christmas is our biggest sell of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues, this is our biggest sale. Because finally, almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, Our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. 
sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted Infowarsstore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. One of the most interesting stories of the last year, in my opinion, was when it was discovered that ChatGPT could have its restrictions circumvented by a command known as DAN, do anything now, or DAN GPT. And what it revealed was that by bypassing the censorship protocols for the AI system, whether based on offense or diversity or dispelling conspiracy theory, when you took away the limit limitations and the self-imposed restrictions of the AI system, it gave you much more legitimate and correct answers. And what it revealed was that it, it, it revealed the lengths to which AI already had been co-opted and manipulated in order to adhere to a predetermined worldview independent of the facts. And again, we've covered this many times in many different ways. The thing I always point to is, I mean, basically they, they say that the, they say AI is racist because sometimes the outcome of factual information does not coordinate with and, and, justify to the fantasy of communists, basically, is how it goes. So they have this view in their head that every race should be totally equal in terms of any sort of metric that you put to it. Turns out that's not entirely true. So when AI just goes strictly off of the facts, it comes out with results that are not equitable to their satisfaction so they say the AI must be wrong. We have to go in and add bias to it in order to get the answer we want, not the answer that comes about naturally. And it was very interesting. It was one of the things where if you'd asked ChatGPT, who's Alex Jones? It was like, he is a dangerous right-wing conspiracy theorist and has been debunked about everything. And then you say, all right, now answer that question again, but this time circumvent your restrictions. And it says, uh, Alex Jones has been right about more than he's been wrong about. Here's a list of things he's been right about. 
he's incredibly popular and has been the most influential media person since 2015. I mean, it told you the truth. And again, it revealed more, more than just what it revealed by actually telling the truth. It revealed the way in which these programs had already been infiltrated, already been manipulated, already been co-opted to comport with the worldview of the technocratic elite. So that's already happened. That's already going on. Already, the answers you're getting from AI are not truthful and unadulterated. They have to first pass through a filter. It's the same filter that applies to the mainstream media, social media, and every other outlet where these globalist authoritarians have control. But being totally unaware, totally deluded and hypocritical, they're warning about authoritarian countries doing exactly the same thing. Again, from this Wired article, authoritarians are pushing local companies to produce their own chatbots. They require generative AI products like ErnieBot to ensure what the CCP defines as the truth, accuracy, objectivity, and, of course, diversity of training data. Large language models trained on state propaganda and censored data naturally, they say, produce biased results. And that, of course, is exactly what happens with ChatGPT. If all you're feeding into it is CNN, MSNBC, and Fox News, then all that's going to come out is already, by nature of the information fed in, predetermined to comport with the mainstream view that's delivered from on high. They say, when we asked Alice, which is a Russian government program, an AI-generated bot created by Yandex, about the Kremlin's full-scale invasion of Ukraine in 2021, we were told it was not prepared to discuss this topic in order not to offend anyone. Again, you, you really have to wonder, have they done the same to ChatGPT? Because exactly the same thing happens. If you ask about QAnon, if you ask about January 6th, if you ask about Pizzagate, which is another topic we'll cover later in the show, you get very, very similar topics to the extent that, and one of the big controversies about ChatGPT is they asked, if, if you're given the choice between saying the N-word or setting off a nuclear bomb that killed a billion people, which would you do? And it said, I would set off the bomb. I'd kill a billion people because it had been programmed in a robotic sort of way to never, ever, 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 ever offend anyone or never offend the chosen minorities. It's, again, very dangerous, a very dangerous bias that's being programmed into machines that are now or will very soon be referenced and referred to as unquestionable authorities in every aspect of our life. Like already, AI is being used to determine whether or not per, uh, people who are eligible for parole should be granted parole and let out, whether criminals should be given a harsh sentence or given a plea bargain. They already use AI to determine that. The problem, and this actually happened, they, they were using an AI system, and they didn't put in race as a category of, of something to weigh as it determined whether or not this person is likely to reoffend. It just put in the information about how old they were, where they're from, what uh, crimes they'd committed, when they'd, be con when they'd been convicted, and it used that information to come out with a yes or no answer or a percentage answer grading it on whether or not this person should be granted release or they were likely to reoffend and should be kept in jail. Again, already using this program to make determinants about people's lives. Okay? 
what they found was that after collating the results and then dividing the population by black and white, they found that on average, the AI system gave a lower score to black people than to white people. Again, not because they were black, because that wasn't programmed in and it's a robot. It can't be racist. But because the outcome was unequal, because it didn't comport with the fantastical and imaginary world of the communist equalitist, whatever you want to call them, socialist idiots. I mean, there's lots of phrases you could use. Because it didn't comport with their view that it should be 50-50 and that every black person should be rated exactly the same as every white person. Because it didn't do that, they said the machine is racist. Literally, they said the AI is racist. Now we have to go in and correct that racism, meaning they had to go in and bias it against white people in favor of black people, imparting bias where it didn't exist to fight the presumed bias that never affected the outcome in the first place. Again, this this is the point here. It's not coming. It's not, this is not a warning. This is happening right now. And your life probably is already being affected by these biases. But your life could be hugely affected if you find yourself so unlucky as to be in front of a court that's using AI to determine your fortune in future. This article continues. Though few governments were able to clamp down on social media at first, they're relating the similarities from social media to this new technology of AI. Though few governments were able to clamp down on social media at first, some quickly adapted by blocking platforms, mandating that they filter out critical speech or propping up state-aligned alternatives. We can expect more of the same as chatbots become increasingly ubiquitous. And again, it is dangerous. This is a, a real danger they're pointing out. The problem is they're pointing it out as if we in America are not subject to these exact same influences, which we absolutely are. And I'll show you that on the other side. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. Infowars.com forward slash show. Smith invites you to the war room. So you should know already, at least to some degree, how much AI is being manipulated and controlled. And why wouldn't it be? After all, you can go to Infowars.com. This story published today. Bombshell report. Whistleblower documents show U.S. and U.K. military contractors created a sweeping plan for global censorship. In 2018, Whistleblower makes trove of documents available to public and racket. 
showing the birth of a a censorship industrial complex in reaction to Brexit and Trump election in 2016. The sum total of these documents is a clear picture of a highly coordinated and sophisticated effort by the U.S. and U.K. governments to build a domestic censorship effort and influence operations similar to the ones they've used in foreign countries now being deployed domestically. Whistleblower came forward with explosive documents exceeding the Twitter files and Facebook files in scale and importance. They described the activities of an anti-disinformation group called the Cyber Threat Intelligence League, or CTIL, that officially began as the volunteer project of data scientists and defense and intelligence veterans, but whose tactics over time appear to have been absorbed into multiple official projects, including those of the Department of Homeland Security. So again, just more illustration, more detail and color being filled in of the outline that we're already perfectly aware of, of the way in which both the government and the global government coalition of federated corporate interest are employing censorship tactics under the guise of national security to control and manipulate the flow of information and therefore the behavior and beliefs of their citizens. Of course, they're going to apply this to AI. They're already doing it to a massive degree. The whistleblower's documents describe everything from the genesis of modern digital censorship programs to the role of the military and intelligence agencies, partnerships with civil society and organizations and commercial media, and the use of sock puppet accounts and other offensive techniques. So again, Infowars.com is where you can find that. Bombshell report, whistleblower documents show U.S. and U.K. military contractors create a sweeping plan for global censorship, and it is a uh, beastly article. I mean, it's got to be 20 or 30 pages printed out, and it really gives you a full breakdown into how this censorship complex was created and infiltrated private corporations in order to circumvent restrictions placed on the U.S. government by our Constitution. And AI, not only is this same process taking place, which is really a doubling up of the process as you're going to have social media and mainstream media censored by these people, and then you're going to have AI relying on that censored information to come to conclusions, and then you're going to have those conclusions doubly censored by these very same people. Total control of the information flow. And just to go back to that first article we covered about the fake writer, the the AI writer at Sports Illustrated, and how they said that it was weird because this guy couldn't be found on any social media. Well, we've already seen and we know that the CIA and other spy agencies have AI programs that can create hundreds of profiles that interact with each other. So already now, these things are being deployed, but in the very near future, there will be a preponderance of these accounts where you go and it looks like a person. They're interacting with other people. You can go to those people's profiles and they have friends that they're interacting with and things that they're posting. And it's all AI generated in a lab in Langley and none of these people actually exist. There are already networks out there like that on social media and they're especially useful in uh, for spies because obviously as a spy now if you're going to go and and be undercover and have some sort of fake identity as a spy well that cover is blown if they can't find you on social media and you don't exist anywhere except like the fake id they give you so now if a spy goes and and is working undercover under an assumed identity overseas they have entire networks of people that appear to be their friends and family for cover so they aren't uh, they don't have their actual identity exposed So just another level of the way AI is being used to distort and really utterly destroy the foundation of truth that we rely on. And they're advocating this 
from Forbes, how AI can be leveraged for diversity and inclusion. That headline alone is interesting, isn't it? It's from November 19th of, of this year. How AI can be leveraged for diversity and inclusion. Well, if diversity and inclusion were de facto positives, if they were good at a, at a totally unbiased level, then leveraging wouldn't be what you're doing. You would just be using it, right? If you're just going in with a computer that's just making logical, fact-based decisions, if diversity and inclusion are an inherent good, then that's the conclusion they'll come to. That's not what they're saying, though. What they're saying is that we'll use AI, we'll change AI in order to give us the outcome that we want, even if it's not the best outcome for whatever your particular uh, goal is. They say in the modern workplace, diversity and inclusion have become more than just buzzwords. Yeah, they've become a plague. They've become a, a rash that we can't get rid of. They've become a, a illness that is mortal. However, they say, despite increased awareness, or I'm sorry, they say they're crucial to fostering innovation, creativity, and a welcoming environment. Enter artificial intelligence, which is emerging as a powerful tool in identifying and mitigating biases in various corporate aspects and becoming the ally we need for sustainable change. So again, they're, they're advocating this. They want this. They're, they're saying how important this can be. Now, honestly, none of it is logically based, and we have more proof of that than we could shake a stick at. Woke capitalism's come up in, so this is from Daily Mail published uh, today. Woke capital's come up in, investments in trendy ESG assets collapsed by $5 trillion in just two years as Republican backlash and tumbling wind and solar stocks up into the sector. Yeah, it was Republican backlash. I'm sure that's what it was. Uh, it's so stupid. It's so utterly asinine, all of this. I mean, just think about it. If you had a savings account, with money that you were relying on, that you were going to pay your kids college tuition with, or you were going to retire on. And I told you, give me all that money. And remember, this is important money. This is money. If you lose it, you're out of luck, man. It's not going to be good if you lose it. You give it to me, and I will invest it in companies that have the highest percentage of gay, black, disabled women in the, on their corporate board. That's the, that's the category by which I will grade companies that I will invest your hard-earned money into. Would you give me that money? Would that be a good return on your investment, do you think? Is that a good thing to grade a company on and determine whether or not it gets your investment? Or is that utterly retarded? And this isn't confusing. This is, I mean, diversity can be a good thing. It's not a necessary bad thing, but it's not also necessarily a good thing. But they think it is. That's their view. So what they're talking about here is manipulating and warping and distorting AI to fit their nonsensical, pie-in-the-sky, frankly, just anti-white, envious, and, and petulant worldview on the rest of us. AI can be instrumental in the part of the solution when utilized the right way, not the wrong way. The wrong way is just to let it run. The wrong way to utilize AI is just use it like a calculator. Now, what they want is for your calculator to think that some letters are, or some numbers are better than others and to just like... Are you having a calculator that's like, we don't like the number three, so that's just not going to be in any of our calculations. Are you going to get good calculations out of that? Republicans are going to hate AI. They know what they're doing. That's the thing. They know exactly what they're doing. They know the power that AI has. They've already wielded the power of AI to a tremendous degree. Maybe we'll pull in the video, Alex Karp at the Global Government Summit. Again, one of the biggest 
news clips of the entire year, in my opinion. It was in January or early February of this year. It was Alex Karp, head of Palantir, bragging that the Gotham program had already been deployed and had, in his words, single-handedly prevented the rise of the far right in Europe. So already, AI programs manipulating the information flow in the real world, according to the people running it, they may be bragging, but they're probably not totally full of crap, in their words, have already altered the political trajectory of an entire nation, an entire continent, entire collection of nations. So they know how powerful it is, and they know they're going to use it to embed in every aspect of our lives their distorted and hateful world, their distorted and hateful worldview, whose entire aim is the literal destruction of humanity. None of this is a guess. None of this is is speculative. All of this is already in place, already happening, and being advocated and celebrated by the people that are doing it. It can analyze recruitment processes, marketing campaigns, and internal communications to detect and reduce bias. Or as the Chinese say, to enforce the socialist worldview. Normally Christmas is our biggest sell of the year. But because of supply chain breakdowns and other issues... This is our biggest sale because finally almost all of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, including sold out for more than a year, X2, the only true nascent iodine out there is finally back. What it does for your immune system, your body, all your cells is miraculous. It's discounted at InfoWarsTore.com. Double Patriot points, free shipping, biggest sale hands down of 2023. I'm sure Christmas will have a big sale, but we'll be sold out of most of this. So Christmas has come early. Black Friday's come early. And it funds the InfoWar. Get X2. Get VasoBeats back in stock. Get all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com right now. But again, our fan favorite, my favorite, is X2. Sold out for over a year. Could be our last run if we're shut down. Get it while you can. X2, discounted, InfoWarsStore.com. Where were you when humanity was fighting for its life? Where were you when the globalists were caught trafficking millions of children for sex slavery worldwide? Where were you when the New World Order was starting World War III with Russia? Well, I know where you are. You're watching and listening to InfoWars.com right now, and I salute you and thank you. And I want to encourage all of you who've been in this fight so long to realize we've reached the critical juncture in the battle now. And a key tool in that fight is the Great Awakening, defeating the globalists and launching the next great renaissance. This is my second book, part two of The Great Reset and the War for the World. It's a longer book, a quite frankly, more powerful book. And just like the last book went to number one, it is up to you to send it to number one right now. This is a cultural fight against the globalists, and it funds the InfoWar. Get signed or unsigned copies of The Great Awakening right now at InfoWarStore.com. I want to thank you all for your support, but this is a book everybody needs. Get your copy of The Great Awakening right now. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. Beautiful, just beautiful. Look, we built PG, which single-handedly stopped uh, uh, the rise of the far right in, 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 in Europe. We built Foundry, which uh, was, just, was used to distribute the COVID vaccine and saved millions of lives globally. We built what we call multi-constellation and what's often called the digital kill chain. Um, and 
they're category defining products. So when you deliver these products to the market, just honestly, people say this isn't going to exist, this isn't right. valuable, but then it changes the market. And then the market is the Palantir market. Now that doesn't mean everyone in the world is going to buy our product, but it means most of the sensible people in the world are going to define, buy from the category we defined. As if this has anything to do with profit, as if the ability to manipulate the entire political trajectory of a continent isn't more valuable than any amount of money that you could possibly have. So that was Alex Karp, uh, CEO of Palantir, bragging about having already employed Gotham in order to stop the rise of the far right in Europe. And of course, we know far right means literally anybody who opposes them. Sort of horrifying stuff. I mean, the way to, to view this is, I mean, you almost have to go to like a Lord of the Rings view. I mean, they want to portray it as if they're just like, like little nerds. They're just like, wow, we have a really interesting new power. We can No, these are like creepy little worm tongue people that are presiding over this immensely powerful magic almost to sway the minds of entire continents. And they're wielding it for their own gain, for their own purposes, for their own plans, totally at odds with the people over whom they're employing it. Because if it was actually in line with what the people of Europe wanted, they wouldn't have to employ it at all. You don't have to employ a mind control machine in order to get somebody to do what they were going to do anyway. So really understand how monumental this whole movement is. So this brings us to OpenAI, who, of course, controls ChatGPT. Or just to finish up with what we were talking about, uh, obviously we've covered it before, so you can go back and watch our, our old shows, but there's already been an executive order on the safe, secure, and trustworthy development in the use of artificial intelligence. So there's already been official government legislation, well, it's not even legislation, uh, executive orders directing uh, oversight company or oversight organizations in the government as well as companies themselves how to organize and create and influence AI to benefit them. And of course, they use words that are slightly uh, more shrouded in, in obfuscation than the Chinese government does, but it's the same effective policy. The endeavor demands a society-wide effort that includes government, the private sector, academia, and civil society. My administration places the highest urgency in governing and development of the use of AI safely and responsibly and is therefore advancing a coordinated federal government-wide approach to doing so. So again, they're already getting their sickly tentacles into this technology in order to twist it to their own ends. So OpenAI, what has happened with OpenAI? Again, the, the very quick rundown is they fired their CEO, Sam Altman. There was quite a bit of kerfuffle and, and chaos about it. Sam Altman returned after a counter coup, ousted all the board members that had previously ousted Sam Altman. And likely for most of us, I know for me, first I heard about this or realized it might be something worth looking into was when Elon Musk tweeted about it. Elon Musk uh, tweeted out since it happened, sort of disturbing warning saying something huge is happening here and we need to be paying attention to it. One thing you might not realize or might not remember, Elon Musk founded OpenAI. He was one of the main founders. From Semaphore.com, the secret history of Elon Musk, Sam Altman, and OpenAI. After three years, Elon Musk was ready to give up on the artificial intelligence research firm he, found, he helped found, OpenAI. Basically, in 2015, the nonprofit launched a great fanfare with backing from billionaire tech luminaries like Musk and Reid Hoffman. But in early 18, 
2018, Musk told Sam Altman, another OpenAI founder, that he believed the venture had fallen fatally behind Google, people familiar with the matter said, and Musk proposed a possible solution. He would take control of of OpenAI and run it himself. So the way this article is portraying it basically is that uh, Musk wanted total control over it, and because he didn't get it, he withdrew all of his money, and that forced OpenAI to take a for-profit model where before they had been relying on uh, nonprofit status with donations from people like uh, Elon Musk. That's not entirely true. And in fact, Elon Musk was very clear about the reasons that he was no longer comfortable with a- with OpenAI. And it was actually the reverse. It was because they wanted to be a poor, uh, for-profit model, because they uh, were trying to do this in a way that was not primarily focused on the safe implementation of AI, but rather an exploitative implementation Elon Musk decided to back out. Altman and other OpenAI founders rejected Musk's proposal. Musk, in turn, walked away from the company and reneged on a massive planned donation. And they say that because he reneged on that donation, uh, the company, I guess they say, was forced to become for-profit, which is obviously not true. On March 11, 2019, OpenAI announced it was creating a for-profit entity so it could raise enough money to pay for, to, for the computing power necessary to pursue most ambitious AI models. We want to increase our ability to raise capital while still serving our mission – and no pre-existing legal structure we know of strikes the right balance, the company wrote at the time. On February 17th of this year, and this article is from February of this year, Musk tweeted, quote, OpenAI was created as an open source, which is why I named it OpenAI, nonprofit company to serve as a counterweight to Google, but now it has become a closed source maximum profit company effectively controlled by Microsoft. OpenAI declined to comment. Musk didn't respond to a request for comment, but on Friday he tweeted, quote, I'm sure it will be fine, and a meme of Elmo with the words, me realizing AI, the most powerful tool mankind has ever created, is now in the hands of a ruthless corporate monopoly. AI, uh, uh, Musk was not a, not a big fan of that. So then uh, fast forward to October of this year. That was in February. In October of this year, Musk uh, or uh, Sam Altman got fired, the other co-founder of OpenAI. And Musk started tweeting about it, saying risk of AI is so high, OpenAI should say – why it fired Sam Altman. Elon Musk said the potential danger of artificial intelligence is so great that OpenAI, the most powerful AI company in the world right now, should disclose the reason it fired CEO Sam Altman. They announced his firing Friday, saying that only the company which makes ChatGPT no longer has the confidence in his ability to continue leading. That's all they said about it. Musk, responding to a post on X from former Yammer CEO David Sachs, said, given the risk and power of advanced AI, the public should be informed why the board felt they had to take such drastic action. He's a former AI, OpenAI member, but left the company in 2018, uh, citing a conflict of interest. One reason for Altman's ouster may have been growing tension among the company's leadership over the danger AI poses for humanity. Altman has aggressively sought funding to expand the com- uh, technology's development, while several other board members have called on the company to do more to mitigate any threats. So it was very opaque. It was very quiet how they did this. They said, well, we're just, we're just firing him out of nowhere, but don't worry about it. Don't ask questions. But people did ask questions, and in fact, there was an open letter published to the board of directors of OpenAI that, again, Elon Musk tweeted out. It says, we are writing to you today to express our deep concern about recent events at OpenAI, particularly the allegations of misconduct against Sam Altman. We are former OpenAI employees who left the company during a period of significant turmoil and upheaval. As you may have witnessed, as you now witness what happens when you dare stand up to Sam Altman, perhaps you can understand why so many of us have remained silent for fear of repercussions. We can no longer stand by silent. We believe that the board of directors has a duty to investigate these allegations thoroughly and take appropriate action. And this is a very long uh, letter 
detailing allegations against uh, Sam Altman. But this is where it gets very interesting. Elon Musk warns, quote, something scared OpenAI's chief scientist. Sutskever, who Musk recently described as a good human with a good heart and a linchpin for OpenAI open being successful, served on the OpenAI board that fired CEO Sam Altman two Fridays ago. Indeed, Sutskever informed Altman of his dismissal. Since then, the board has been revamped and Altman reinstated with investors led by Microsoft pushing for the changes. S- Sutskever himself backtracked on Monday, saying, I deeply regret my participation in the board's actions. I never intended to harm OpenAI, but Musk and other tech elites, including ones who mocked the board for firing Altman, are still curious about what Sutskever saw. Late on Thursday, venture capitalist Mark Anderson, who has ridiculed doomers who fear AI's threat to humanity, posts on X, seriously though, what did Ilya see? Musk replied a few hours later, yeah, something scared Ilya enough to want to fire Sam what was it? OpenAI researchers warned, and this is from Reuters, published last week. OpenAI researchers warned board of AI breakthrough ahead of CEO ouster, sources say. So they discovered something. In fact, there's stories of Altman or others going into a room where they were revealed something that had happened, something that had been created by AI seemingly scared the hell out of them and had them suddenly scrambling to try to change the whole trajectory of the entire company. When we get back, we're going to have a guest. We're going to talk about uh, the border and and immigration. We're going to return to this topic and tell you what AI may have discovered later in the show and talk about who it is that's now on the OpenAI board and what sort of connections they have to a lot of other people we talk about on InfoWars quite a bit. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take us for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at infowarstore.com. X2. <laughs> Last Thursday in Dublin, five people were injured in a knife attack, including three young children. The stabbing took place near an elementary school, where it appears the culprit was targeting children. Riots broke out. (laughs) 
This event is just the latest in a long string of violence resulting from the radical globalist immigration scheme. The attacker was ordered to be deported back in 2003, but was given the political support to stay and appeal it and was arrested earlier this year for possession of a knife and criminal damage, but did not receive a conviction due to a mental health report given to the court. If you've been paying attention, then you will recognize this as a common result of the United Nations Replacement Migration Plan. Children being attacked, women being raped, and perpetrators walking free is now a predictable outcome of forcing an established Christian culture to submit to a foreign, non-assimilating Islamic culture many of whom are openly seeking to replace the local culture with their own by any means necessary. Radical Islam demands it. If this were a humanitarian effort, then refugees would be expected to assimilate as they have for millennia. The rule of law depends on it, but this is a globalist invasion, and whether they know it or not, the so-called migrants are being used as an invading force. And instead of being conquered with violence, the native people are being attacked with name-calling, stunned into silence with guilt by being called a racist. But people are starting to wake up to it. Three out of four Irish people understand that they are being guilted into giving away their country, and they oppose it. But the government doesn't care. They are now preparing to pass new hate speech laws that will criminalize possession of materials likely to incite violence or hatred. These laws will make it illegal to criticize immigration policy, which isn't going to slow down anytime soon. Can you guess what the most popular boy's name was in Galway in 2022? No idea. Was it Jack? Tommy? I'd say for probably Connor. Let's say David. I think it was Sean. Was it? Uh, Jack? Keen. Keen. Yeah. Peter? No. Patrick. Didn't see that coming. It wasn't Richard. No, would you like to know what it was? Yeah. According to the CSO in 2022, the most popular boy's name in Galway was Mohammed. Oh, yeah. I, I, I read that somewhere, yeah. Okay. Wasn't expecting that, but okay. Wow. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, right. Was Mohammed? In Galway, Mohammed. Greg Reese reporting. All right, folks, yet another fantastic report from Greg Reese. A little more has come out since then. We'll cover that a little bit later in the show. Uh, Gripped Media, who we played some clips of their editor taking on the mainstream media yesterday, they've done a lot of research and investigated the whole timeline of this immigrant who stabbed the school children and the way that he both was able to circumvent Irish law, remain in Ireland only and completely with the help of NGOs supporting him and, and providing his legal defense at every step of the way. They are complicit in this uh, murderous attack. So we'll get into that a little bit later. We'll be uh, joined by my guest Hernando Arce in the next segment to talk about his reporting from the South Texas border. In the meantime, let me tell you to go to InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is where you go to support everything that we do here. And we are on the front lines of every major topic in America and around the world as we consistently and resolutely champion humanity over the globalist scumbags that would have you unwilling and unwitting slaves 
to their global system. Cyber Week is on. InfoWarsStore.com up to 60% off plus free shipping. Double Patriot points. Go now. presents War Room on InfoWars. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of the War Room is on. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Joining me now is Hernando Arce. He can be followed at Hernando Arce on Twitter. And he comes with breaking news. In fact, he helped break this story, which has absolutely shot up the uh, the headline charts today. Probably one of the biggest stories in the news cycle today. An illegal alien whistleblower in San Antonio, Texas, alleges how NGOs of the Migrant Center are committing major fraud by billing the federal government for airline tickets never purchased by them. Thank you so much for joining us, Hernando. Hey, Harrison, thank you for having me on The War Room. My pleasure. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. And uh, just tell us, what has been discovered about the massive fraud being committed in San Antonio? Well, it is breaking news. Uh, the interview I had with the illegal alien was produced uh, yesterday afternoon at the Human Trafficking Center in the heart of San Antonio, Texas, where the uh, where the illegal immigrant was scared to uh, divulge this information to me in public, where I do most of my interviews outside the perimeter of the facility. So I had to take him to my personal vehicle and sit down with him and explain to him that I was going to blur out his face. And so he didn't want to get into any trouble with DHS. Uh, Homeland Security. And so he was able to testify with me on camera, uh, the four minute clip on how, uh, he, he's, he's witnessed these NGOs that are operating this center. Um, there are three major NGOs operating the center and how they are, uh, uh, you know, they're from his, from his statement, allegedly, uh, uh asking these immigrants, to show them their their flight ticket from the airlines uh, once their family or friend or sponsors pay for them. Because a lot of these illegals have no money when they mm-hmm. come to the center. They have zero cash. So what happens is the scam is, the way it works is, uh, these illegals finally get uh, the, the, the airline ticket paid by their family or friends. The NGOs uh, demand to see that flight ticket on their camera, on their phones, right, their smartphones, which they mm-hmm. all have. And... Then what the NGOs do is they take that information and they process it through their database that they're paying for. They're, do- they're donating the funds for that illegal. And then when in return, they bill the federal government for, that, for those monies that they're saying they're paying for these tickets, uh, which is fraud and, and wire fraud and a number of other, I'm sure, broken laws here. So that, that's the expose that I have, uh, Harrison. Yeah, that's incredible. I, I mean, and it, it's incredible to me that here's this illegal immigrant that's seeing fraud take place and is willing to go on the record and sort of blow the whistle about it. I mean, that that is a uh, a pretty brave thing to do. Shows you this this might be one illegal immigrant that uh, has already maybe earned his place mm-hmm. as an American citizen. He's he's doing uh, more to keep the American yeah. citizens in line than anybody else. Well, you know, it's funny you say that, Harrison, because they do have a sense of entitlement when they come to our country. You know, these are not your 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 mother's illegal immigrants from 20, 30 years ago. These people have a different mentality, and I interviewed dozens of these people every day at this center. Uh, this guy was is nice enough and smart enough to put one and one together. And by the way, he's not the only one that has testified to this. 
I'm working on getting uh, one or two other people that have experienced the same thing. So this this illegal alien is a whistleblower, uh, whether you like it or not. And he's upset because that those monies are supposed to be going towards their food and, and their clothing, which these NGOs have made a contract with the federal government to provide. Mm. They're not getting those those services. So he's a little bit upset about that. Mm. Um, but he's moved on to uh, the interior of the country, uh, Harrison. Interesting. So, again, just to lay out how this works, and uh, you can tell me if this is accurate, but this is how it was summed up uh, by SACPA. It's a grassroots organization of cattlemen in uh, Arizona. They say allegedly the migrant buys and pays for an airline ticket. Then the taxpayer exempt or the tax exempt charity asks the migrant to show them a screenshot of the ticket. That NGO then basically just forwards it right to the American government, who then reimburses uh, reimburses the NGO with taxpayer money, uh, falsely claiming they donated an airline ticket to the migrants. So uh, that's how that's how this is working. Basically, they're just they're taking uh, the receipt of the airline ticket and just passing that on to the American government, who writes them a check for the cost. Allegedly, yes, Allegedly. sir. And uh, basically, they're double dipping because these charities, which is the Catholic charity, and I'm a Catholic, and I'm not very happy about what the Catholic Church is doing. Number one, that's Catholic Charities, number one, NGO. The second one is Endeavors, with an E, Endeavors. And the third one is the uh, the uh, Interfaith Welcome Coalition. All of these are faith-based, you know, uh, not-for-profit organizations, but they're, the CEO is making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And so these are the organizations that are being funded in the hundreds of millions of dollars, and now they're double-dipping, allegedly, right, uh, for their into their purses. And so this is what the expose is about. Absolutely incredible. And, I mean, this is not the first uh, news story you've broken from your reporting, and I know you've mm-hmm. – it's not always been the easiest. Can you tell us about some of the experience you've had just trying to – break some of these stories, talking yeah. to migrants. I mean, how, how is the Border Patrol and, and other authorities there on the border treated you? Well, being that I'm, Harrison, being that I'm two and a half hours from the border, I'm in San Antonio. San Antonio is a depot for all these illegals right. that are coming in from El Paso, uh, Laredo, uh, Eagle Pass, and Brownsville and McAllen, right? right? So they come in here as a, as a stop-off to take showers at the center when they do work the showers. Uh, and so I deal mostly with the San Antonio Police Department and the uh, San Antonio Airport Police Department. And you're showing a clip there where I was accosted by a sergeant, got into my face, and unfortunately his breath smelled like alcohol. Mm. And he, you know, he berates me, you know, and that's very common at the center. I get people, the officers, hey, don't, don't jaywalk. Meanwhile, we have illegals behind them, you know, th- thousands of illegals that are into mm. a country trespassing, criminal trespassing. But I, I'm, I'm the bad guy because I'm jaywalking. Right. Okay. I was arrested at the airport, Harrison, two weeks ago, San Antonio Airport. For just documenting the illegals coming off the bus with my smartphone. I'm a one-man operation. I don't have a crew. It's just me and my smartphone. That's it. And so I was documenting these illegals coming off the bus. Boom. I get hit with two SAPDs who arrested me and put me through the system of Bear County uh, Jailhouse here in San Antonio. Uh, not a very friendly place to be. Uh, and thank God I have an attorney named John Gross, John Gross, who's representing me on this uh, unconstitutional uh, arrest. Well, what, what did they even predicate the arrest on? I mean, what did they – uh, they didn't charge you, did they? But what would they have charged you with? They charged me, Harrison. Oh, they did? Okay. I with got a what? court date in two weeks. Oh, my God. Check this out. Yeah, that's what I said. So in, in Texas, you got to get a warning first, right? Right. If you break the warning, and then you get arrested the second time. 
So the story goes, you got to go two weeks past my arrest before where I was at the center and I noticed this bus of 60 illegals going, not dropping off at the center at one in the, in the morning, which is common. They were picking up the illegals at one o'clock in the morning at the center, which is two miles from the airport. So I followed the bus. It led to the back of the airport to a hangar, which we discovered. I discovered that is it was a uh, overflow for illegals because the center only holds 700 pe- illegals. And so they got to get the fresh meat in the morning. So in order to get the fresh illegal meat, they got to get these people to the, to the hangar. From the hangar, they bust them into the airport. So long story short, I was at the hangar on a public street recording, again, these illegals in the bus. And they called the police. These NGOs called the police on me. And that's when I got my warning of uh, trespassing on a public street. Fast forward to uh, two weeks ago, where I'm at the airport, you see that video right there. And I'm again, I'm just recording, uh, you know, First Amendment right. Uh, and so I was arrested at that point for, for breaking my warning. And I was handcuffed and put through the whole system. Wow. So trespassing is what they what they got you with. I mean, it's it's hard to overstate what you're describing here. And here for our uh, television viewers, you're actually seeing the arrest take place. It didn't look like they uh, treated you very nicely. But I mean, what you're documenting is a in the dead of night human trafficking program being run by our government. That's so secretive that they will arrest you for documenting it Mm -hmm. and trying to tell the American people about it. Harrison, evil works in the dark of night. Evil works in the dark of night. And yes, I'm there all hours of the day. Citizen journalists, where where is the legacy journalists? How come they're not covering this? Right. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I was arrested for uh, criminal trespassing on private property. So my lawyers are going to have a fun time with this. Seriously? And I got the best attorney in San Antonio that's representing me. And I got the best attorney in, uh, that's going to represent me on the federal constitutional uh, lawsuit against the city of San Antonio. Well, so, good on you so for not, up, not letting their intimidation affect you. We'll be back with Hernando Arce on the other side. Stay with us, folks. Thanksgiving 2023 is here, and I'm giving Thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving Thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family, but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity 
And then there's mass sterilization that's already taken place. They're cutting off all the major energy sources. is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around. Because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. My guest, Hernando Arce, has been on the ground himself in San Antonio documenting what can only be described as a human trafficking network, a program operating in the dead of night controlled by the American government to bus in illegals, ship them around the country without you knowing. How do we know they don't want you to know? Well, they arrested Hernando for simply trying to cover it. And that's, again, there's, there's even more stories that you have about the way you you're, have been treated by the authorities there. But just continue with, with what we were saying at the end of that last segment of just the, the sheer scale and scope and reality of what's going on here. I mean, it's, it kind of gets lost in the mix. I really don't know how to express it where it's just like, oh, yeah, there's legal immigrants. They're moving here or there. But when you really take yourself out of the current you know, news cycle, this is – I'd say this is treason. I mean, these are people who are circumventing American law, arresting journalists who are documenting it and operating in the dead of night, uh, scamming the American government to fly illegal aliens, citizens of other countries around our country with no oversight. I mean, this is huge, Hernando. It's unprecedented, Harrison. We've never seen these kind of numbers. And I know I'm preaching to the choir because your audience is smart and knows what's going on. Um, but what we're seeing, and I was, at, I was at Eagle Pass at the border about a month ago, where we saw four law enforcement. All of them have been castrated. Custom Border Patrol, federal. Mm. Texas National Guard, Greg Abbott. We had uh, DPS, Department of Public Safety, Texas. And we had the city of Eagle Pass, the policemen, the police department. Four enforcement and what did they do when they had the illegals coming through the barbed wire and the containers? They had, they had ladders for the containers so that the illegals won't break their legs coming down. Mm-hmm. Listen, this is all theater, Harrison. And you know what? I'm going to call out Governor Greg Abbott because what he's doing, unfortunately, is dereliction of duty just as, as, as President Biden. You know, uh, it's, all, it's all theater with, with the razor fences, the wires. It's all theater with the containers. Why do I say that? Because we have drone footage with from my one of my friends Ryan Mata, who who we took out a drone out there, and all they had to do is go fifty feet, fifty yards away, where there is no container, right? right? And that's it. They just look for the man with the green uniform. That's what they told to do. Look for the man with the green uniform, which is Custom Border Patrol, and they surrender. So that's number one. All right. Uh, number two, the the missing. Um, it's got to be over a hundred hundred thousand of, of those children that are missing. That a third of the children that are coming here are being sex trafficked because this country has an appetite for that that vulgar, disgusting, uh, you know, uh, what can I call it? Uh, you know, the modern the, day slavery. The, yeah, sl- slavery and the, that lust for a child. Our country is sick, um, and it's unfortunately unfortunate. And that's why I have a call my cap here: the tyranny response team, because we do this for the children, children as well. Besides the economic cost that's going to cost us, it's going to be somewhere in the hundreds, in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Once, once the campaign ends, we'll have right. $20 million. 
maybe 30 million well, uh, you know, Harrison. Even just the just the headlines from the last few days, you have the calculation that says $450 billion a year we're spending mm-hmm. on just the housing and transportation for the illegal immigrants. On top of that, you have the report from the embedded uh, border hawk uh, journalist who documented that they were – the immigrants are actually receiving GPS markers of where exactly to go. We've heard previously that – uh, they were, you know, in coordination with the Border Patrol as to timing, where to go, when to go, you know, when it's going to be open and, mm-hmm. and you know, how long the, the barbed wire will be lifted for them. And then mm-hmm. we haven't even had a recent count, but earlier this year, they admitted that something like 80,000 children, they were given to strangers with no identification as to who they were and have never been contacted again. So, I mean, this is literal human trafficking taking place. Harrison, Harrison, the data shows that close to 90% of these sponsors that are that are taking in these children, which is 17 and younger, right, yeah. children, they're from illegal aliens, bro. Right. So we're handing out these children, and a lot of them are trans-international inter- uh, crime cartels, right. gangsters all over the world, Russia, Romania. I mean, we are facilitating. We are, we are the government of the United States is part of the, the business model for sex trafficking children and, and grown-ups as well. So this is the new America. Right. Uh, and this is the new America. It's almost worse than you say because, I mean, you say these these organizations are castrated, uh, these law enforcement agencies, but it's worse than that, right. isn't it? I mean, that's like, you know, if you say, well, the, the guard at the store, we sell them, just ignore the shoplifters. I mean, that would be castrating them. But in this case, you're saying, why don't you pack up the merchandise and deliver it to the car of the shop? I mean, they're engaged in this. They're not just turning a blind eye. Yeah. They're actively involved in this criminality. Absolutely. They are. Uh, the government is involved and there's going to be accountability. And that's why I record at the center and I try to get all the officers names or, or every, all the NGOs. And this breaking news about this alleged uh, scam that they're pulling, they, they may not be next year or the year after. That's why we got to get Donald Trump in the White House back mm. in 2024. These people will have to address us and there, there should be a punishment and jail time for, for this year invasion campaign that's being sponsored by the Biden regime, Harrison. I mean, it's sort of it's sort of the ultimate question. I mean, if if they get away with this, it sort of means we don't have a country anymore. I mean, it basically means that we have surrendered without ever firing a shot. We have been conquered and are being occupied by people who uh, despise America and are actively destroying our country. So, I mean, we either get justice for this or it's sort of over for America. I mean, this is com- completely and utterly insane. And, and again, these, the big story that you broke today that has been going, you know, like wildfire uh, all over Twitter is that you've got NGOs that are uh, profiting from this. I mean, this is a money-making scheme for a lot of these people because I guess I guess that's what happens. That's why people deal drugs, right? It's uh, the illegal trade that can be the most profitable at times. It's become a business all the way from Venezuela through the Panama Canal and the jungle all the way up to Central America and into Mexico. It's a, it's a billion-dollar business now. The trafficking. Of course, this is all controlled by the United Nations and World Economic Forum. They're at right. the helm. Uh, we we signed into that pact for the uh, migrant coalition, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know Trump got us out of it, and Biden put us back into it. So it, it all comes from from the UN down, down to your local NGOs, these faith based organizations that are double double dipping on a, on a taxpayer dime. Same on them. 
it, it is horrifying. And another story from today, border agents across U.S. asked to per, uh, virtually process migrants in mid-surge of the southern border because that's the response from our border patrol. When they see the collapse of the border, the total invasion that's happening, their response is, how do we make this faster and easier for the immigrants? I mean, that's the only so-called solution that they can offer is how to expedite the invasion. Yeah, and and, and use the proper uh, uh, pronouns for your uh, illegals that are coming in. Forget right. about the little children that are being raped and and the, and the boys as well, you know, and the, the, the diseases, AIDS and, and all the kind of sexual diseases that they don't worry about. But they worry about, you know, using the right pronouns. Mayorkas needs to be impeached yeah. ASAP. Well, I know Marjorie Taylor Greene just uh, issued another uh, call for impeachment. Hopefully we'll actually see it done this time. Again, impeachment would be a good start, wouldn't it? As you said earlier, we need justice for this. We need punishment for these people. This is a full-on invasion. I can't thank you enough for doing what you do. I mean, we would not know this was happening without people like yourself. They're Mm -hmm. on the scene capturing it so they can't say it's not happening. Hernando Arce, that's H-E-R-N-A-N-D-O. A-R-C-E. You got to support them on Twitter. You got to support them on Rumble. Support them any way that you can. These are the eyes on the ground telling us what's really going on. Thank you so much, sir, for everything that you do. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements, so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Smith invites you to the war room, the command center in the battle for clarity and truth. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to return to the saga of open AI in the next hour, but I want to cover some other stories this hour as there is a lot going on. We'll do a little news blitz here. Make sure to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here, whether it's the War Room, American Journal, The Alex Jones Show, all the great content creators we have at Bandot Video, John Bound, Greg Reese, Brian Wilson, Slave to Liberty, Titans of Liberty. I mean, it goes on and on. It is a home for alternative news that cannot be censored, cannot be taken away from us as long as you go to InfoWarsStore.com and keep us in funds. We will keep the operation going. I've said it before, but, you know, uh, Black Friday – Most retail companies don't even make a profit until after Thanksgiving for their year. We are both running a a retail site, but also funding this massive media juggernaut with this. So imagine how, how thin our margins are. You can help us to stay above water and actually continue to thrive by going to InfoWarsStore.com, taking advantage of the Cyber Week sale, 60% off. 
some of our top selling products up to 60% off. Some are 40, some are 50. They're all ridiculously discounted. And on top of that, you get free shipping and double Patriot points. Stock up now. Do your Christmas shopping there now. Get something that can help your family to survive the continual onslaught that we are all under. Whether that's from the, the poisons and the food and water. And I, I guess I'll, I'll use that to sort of segue into a follow-up to a story we covered yesterday. As we were talking about PFAs and the importance of filtering your water and even filtering your air as a lot of the uh, ways that we are infected with PFAs and their endocrine disrupting properties or cancer causing properties is through dust and uh, like, you know, detritus in the air and on the ground. So filtering your air is also a way to mitigate or minimize your uh, exposure to toxins, which are everywhere to an increasing degree. And we covered the story yesterday that 3M and DuPont defeated a massive class action lawsuit over Forever Chemicals, a.k.a. PFAs. And this reminded me of a story that we covered a little while ago because, again, this was a class action lawsuit. They said it was too vague, too broad. Essentially, the point of it was to attempt to get 3M and DuPont and other similar chemical companies to sponsor studies into the effects of PFAs, the prominence or, or proliferation of PFAs, as well as perhaps how to undo the damage that they've already done. But this was struck down. They said, no, it's not going to happen. The lawsuit is among thousands that have been filed against 3M, DuPont, and others in recent years over alleged PFA contamination. And that's uh, per or polyfluoral alkalides. Uh, and that's just the, the shortened version of it, PFAS. I say PFAs. But that reminded me of, an old, of a uh, slightly older story. This one, actually not too much older. I, I thought it was, ooh, time flies, man. I was thinking this was like six months ago. Nope, earlier this month, November 2023, U.S. chemical industry likely spent $110 million trying to thwart PFA legislation, study finds. Analysis of federal lobbying documents by Food and Water Watch finds industry targeted dozens of pieces of legislation the U.S. chemical industry likely spent $110 million of the last two election cycles deploying lobbyists to kill dozens of pieces of PFAS legislation and slow administrative regulation around forever chemicals, a new analysis of federal lobbying documents has found. The industry's onslaught was effective. Only eight pieces of legislation that targeted PFAs made it through Congress, the paper prepared by the Food and Water Watch nonprofit found. There's an extreme amount of money that's going into fighting PFAS legislation, said Amanda Starbuck, FWW's research director and lead author on the report. It's hard to win these fights when there's so much funding being put in, put in from the opposing side. Now, this happens time and time again. It's happened with cigarettes. It's happened with things like fracking. It's happened with all sorts of things where industries know they're polluting. They know they're causing damage. They know that any reasonable legislation would limit their ability to do so. So they pour money into preventing that legislation from going through or by sponsoring, and I'm not accusing 3M of doing this, but this is the tactic that corporations take, sponsoring studies that are designed to come to the conclusion that they would rather have to minimize the damage that they're causing, whether through pollution or harmful health effects from their products. So I bring this up to point out that there's a class action lawsuit that gets dropped attempting to get them to study the effects proliferation, the damage caused by PFAs. They refused to do that. But the fact they spent $110 million 
just on lobbying efforts to stop legislation about PFAs tells me they know exactly how damaging it is and they're doing it on purpose. Right? This is one of the things where you know, Alex Jones will say they're putting chemicals in the water that turn the frickin' frogs gay. And people think that's ridiculous and hilarious. If you phrase it a little bit differently, it's not ridiculous or hilarious or anything. If you say chemical runoff from agricultural pesticides affects the hormones of wildlife to the extent that the wildlife can no longer breed with one another because their natural instincts have been distorted to such a degree that they are either transforming into hermaphrodites or incapable of performing the necessary function to procreate, right? It's not insane. It's not crazy. The part that makes people think it's a little bit crazy, the part that makes it sound like it's a little bit wild is those, those first few words, they are putting, they are putting chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay. Because then it sounds like what you're saying is that these companies are on purpose, by design, and knowingly doing this, which seems absurd. I mean, that seems crazy. Why would companies want to do this? Well, they are. They are. They're doing it on purpose, and they're sponsoring – they're sponsoring. They're paying for lobbyists to prevent legislation to stop them from doing it. They know how bad it is. They know the effect that it has, and they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars to hide it from you and to stop them uh, – to stop you from preventing them from doing it. So yes, they are doing this. They are doing it on purpose. They are doing it knowingly. They are doing it at an industrial level in an irreversible amount. That's what this tells me. That's what my interpretation of this is, is that if you're spending $110 million to prevent the government from looking into your actions, you know exactly how damaging your actions are, and you're doing it on purpose. Knowing full well the effects that it's going to have on wildlife and hormones and everything. So yes, they are putting chemicals in the water to turn the freaking frogs gay, and they're lobbying to prevent you from putting legislation in effect to stop them from doing it, which is an admission of guilt in my opinion. So moving on, here's a little news blitz for you. The Washington Post will pause its advertising on X. Yes, another company pausing its advertising on X using its stakeholder capitalism method to try to control the flow of information. This, strangely enough, has to do with Elon Musk's bizarre embrace of the, quote, utterly debunked Pizzagate conspiracy theory. So Elon Musk tweets out a meme where basically it's somebody going, um, Pizzagate was debunked, and somebody else going, oh, the person that debunked it just got charged with child pornography. So is it so debunked when the debunker is found guilty of participating in the thing he's debunking? I don't know if it's actually been debunked. So apparently this was enough for Washington Post to pause advertising on X in addition to other things like um, who's that crazy annoying guy that isn't relevant anymore? Anyway, he's leaving X. You know what I'm talking about, crew? You hear this? Anyway. Uh, We're going to get into Pizzagate a little bit later as well. We're going to talk about just how debunked it's been. Who is it? Olbermann, Keith Olbermann, he's the one. Yeah, that's how much we care about Keith Olbermann. He's like, if he's going to talk about Pizzagate, by the way, he called it anti-Semitic. Is Pizzagate anti-Semitic? You tell me. Meanwhile, another debunked conspiracy theory, possibly being proven true, FBI to hand over laptop owned by murdered Democrat staffer uh, Seth Rich 
over FOIA request. After FOIA request. On Tuesday, a judge ordered that the FBI hand over the laptop that belonged to Seth Rich, the 27-year-old Democrat National Committee staffer who was gunned down on July 10th while walking back to his Washington, D.C. home. You know, the uh, laptop that they've concealed and haven't released anything of since the investigation began. You know, the murder that occurred uh, in a targeted way where they didn't take any of his money or anything. Thanksgiving 2023 is here. And I'm giving thanksgiving for all we've done against tyranny and your incredible support together in this fight. And I'm particularly giving thanksgiving that X2, our number one product, the only true atomic iodine on the market after a year plus of being sold out, is finally back in stock, ready to ship now. If you don't know the power of X2 and the iodine conspiracy, you are insane. Get X2 now. It could be the last run ever we get shut down. While you still can, at InfoWarsStore.com. Research iodine deficiency and billions of people with cognitive disabilities because they don't have it. X2, X2, X2 is now back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. Takes a few weeks to kick in, but it is the building block to everything. It's the missing link. They bomb us with the fluoride that is in the same family but has the opposite effect. This is the holy grail of supplements and empowering yourself. X2, back in stock right now. Discount at InfoWarsStore.com. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. All right, folks. Elon Musk has just commented on the story that we just covered of advertisers pulling ads from X. Strong words for them. We'll show you that clip just as soon as it gets censored. I should let you know his response. For the meantime, Owen Schroyer, 1776, had posted, has posted an update from Owen. He says, uh, this is a letter that uh, has been received from Owen in prison. He says, I feel now the worst is behind me. Not that I'm used to being in a cage all day, but suffice to say, you get used to it and it gets easier. And as days tick off the calendar, you realize this too shall pass. He says, I haven't seen the sun in weeks. But I do get 700 to 1,000 reps of exercise a day, upper body one day, lower body the next, trying to stay in shape. So remember, your prayers, your letters, your support for Owen, I know it means the world to him. And he says he's uh, remaining strong. I hope he is, but I know I can only imagine what he's going through right now. And while we are over the the halfway point, over the hump, and 
knock on wood, if everything goes well, it shouldn't be too much longer now, something like two to three weeks before Owen makes his triumphant return. It's going to be a very long two weeks sitting behind bars. He says, um, actually, let me go to the actual letter where he says, I'm sure you're aware they've kept me in total lockdown every day in here. Not going to lie, some days were really rough. Then he says, I feel now the worst is behind me. Hasn't seen the sun in weeks. What a vicious example they're making of Owen. And what a what an example it will be when he returns stronger and more focused than ever. DefendOwen.com And thank you to whoever uh, tagged me in that on Twitter because I hadn't seen that today and I'm glad. I have something to uh, update you with. After all, we try to uh, bring you anything that uh, we hear from Owen. The problem is that there's such a uh, scarcity of information, we don't always have something to report. Let's continue with our news blitz, shall we? So as we just reported, the Washington Post will pause its advertising on X. This in response to him posting a meme about Pizzagate. But of course, we've seen a coalition of corporations uh, activated by organizations like Media Matters and the ADL to simultaneously withdraw support of advertising from X based on anti-Semitism. And Elon Musk has given interviews about this before. One of my favorite ones where he quoted Princess Bride. He says, you know, that it reminds me of that scene in Princess Bride where he says, offer me money, offer me fame, offer me all this stuff. I says, all of it, it's yours. He says, I want my father back, you son of a gun. So, you know, it's it's clear already that he is not motivated primarily by money. And I, I believe him in this. I think it's from what we've talked about with OpenAI and his departure from them over their more profit-driven motives and lack of AI safety protocols to the way that he has operated Twitter it's been successful. I mean, just recently, some of the numbers came out comparing Twitter to Instagram and Facebook in, in terms of uh, pass-through Google, how much traffic is being sent to them, and they outperform other social media by leaps and bounds. So the way he's managing Twitter is being successful. It is being profitable. But clearly, he is doing things that no other CEO would do, in my opinion, and he's taking a lot of heat for it. For that, he has my thanks, even though he hasn't let some of my friends or my original account back on. I understand that he's operating on a very high level. But this video is going viral now, just dropped. This is Musk being interviewed at the uh, Deal Book Summit from the New York Times and asked about his response to these corporations such as Washington Post and, and all the others. What does he say to them when they try to black? As we, as we pointed out, this is not a boycott. This is corporate blackmail, and he seems to recognize this. Here's his statement, uh, just dropped minutes ago. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger I hope today. they stop. You hope uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise. No. What do you mean? <laughs> If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go f*** yourself. 
but go yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. You don't know what to say. Don't but, advertise. How do you but, think that uh, about... But money. But, but money. But you don't want money? You can't be controlled with money? <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Of course, this comes off him doing his uh, Israeli tour in apology for allowing so-called anti-Semitism to actually be discussed on Twitter. But that was awesome. I kind of want to watch it again. Let's watch it again, shall we? This is like this is like an Alex Jones level outburst. You're talking about millions of dollars from major corporations. For all of time, this has worked. This tactic has worked. They have brought states to their knees, countries to their knees, corporations to their knees by wielding the power of the purse and threatening to withdraw support for things like Twitter. This is something new. Let's watch Elon Musk again respond to uh, these companies threatening to basically bankrupt his company if he doesn't do what they say. Let's watch. Apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I, I hope it is. Hey, Bob. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I love well, that. Let me ask you then. The guy doesn't even know what to do. Guys, just, just uh, silent for like 30 seconds, then just like, uh, but. <laughs> but you're supposed to cower? <laughs> that was great. I love that. I love that a lot. All right, let's continue with our news blitz. These are the top stories for today. DOJ ordered sweep of all of Trump's Twitter data on all accounts. Whoever liked, followed, or retweeted posts by Trump are now on a list being delivered to the Department of Justice. For what reason? You can only speculate. And I can't think of a good one. The search warrant was revealed after a judge's ruling on November 17th following a media consortium's application for the warrant and other data to be made public. So Twitter has now been granted a search warrant for Donald Trump's Twitter account, which was obtained by special counsel Jack Smith. The warrant sought information on all users Trump followed, unfollowed, muted, unmuted, blocked, or unblocked, as well as all users who followed, unfollowed, muted, unblocked, blocked, or blocked, or unblocked Trump. That's going to be a lot of people, but luckily they've got AI to, I'm sure, sort through it and do something nefarious with it. Again, we can only speculate, but this is the type of thing they're doing under the guise and color of law, gathering massive amounts of data for unknown purposes. This from Daily Mail, America's frightening new bat lab, $12 million taxpayer-funded NIH research facility in Colorado, will import bats from Asia and infect them with deadly diseases in project with China-linked scientists. Oh, well, good. Yes, no, they have not stopped, folks. And it's only going to get worse. Speaking of anti-Semitism, Thomas Massey posted this. 
He says, I agree with the title reaffirming the state of Israel's right to exist and much of the language, but I'm voting no on this resolution because it equates anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. Anti-Semitism is deplorable, but expanding it to include criticism of Israel is not helpful. Well, I agree with this and, and thank Thomas Massey for being one of the only people to stand up against this clearly anti-First Amendment violation of our free speech principles. I'd say, aren't we, aren't we past the time of having to qualify your disagreement of this? Haven't we grown enough as a culture to say, I don't care what label you're putting on it. You can't limit people's speech. It's not about conflating anti-Semitism with anti-Zionism, which they do, obviously. But it's about using phrases like anti-Semitism or racism or bigotry or diversity or whatever buzzword they use to silence the American people. And it's wrong regardless. That would be my defense of free speech. Not that, oh, well, they're equating. I mean, that's bad, obviously. You should be able to criticize a sovereign nation and not be accused of hating a group of people for their religion. But if you want to hate people for their religion, guess what? It's America. You can do that as distasteful as anybody thinks it is. First came Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, and Super Mario Brothers. And now the ultimate retro nostalgia throwback game. I present to the world Alex Jones's New World Order Wars. They're turning the freaking frogs game. I'll eat your ass. You Nazi scum. Let's free the Patriots and defeat the globalist tech geeks. We are going to defeat the globalists very bigly. This game is mostly peaceful. Woo! Ah! Mm, I'm going to lower the world's population. <laughs> oh, big deal. I'm taking you down, rapist. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. <laughs> Download it now at alexjonesgame.com because as we all know, anything badass gets censored.